Hi, I'm Rumbi, and I'm just a normal Christian girl doing what she loves to do, and that's speaking about Jesus. Welcome to my podcast. A space where we motivate, encourage, and help each other walk boldly in our journeys with God. Each week, we discuss lessons from the Bible, relevant topics, and much more. So grab your Bible, bring your coffee and pens, and let's dive straight into today's episode. I'm your host, Rumbi Tachimisa, and welcome to Just a Normal Christian Girl Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the Just a Normal Christian Girl Podcast. I hope you're all having a good day. If you're not, remember it's not a bad life, just a bad day. God is with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Keep your head up. You will get through it. As always, we're going to start off today's episode with a friendly reminder. So, just a friendly reminder from your fellow sister in Christ to ask God for big things. Guys, we serve such a powerful, big, amazing God who can, as the Bible says, do immeasurably more than we can ever ask or imagine. And when we pray, we are speaking to that God, the same God who created the universe and every good and perfect thing in it, hears you when you pray. So why do we only ask for small things? Why do we pray safe prayers? If God can part the Red Sea for Moses and the Israelites, if God can command the sun to stand still for Joshua, If God can heal people today and open doors in their lives and make ways where there were never supposed to be ways, God can surely do something powerful in your life. Because, Romans 2 verse 11, God does not show favoritism. If God can do something amazing in other people's lives, he can surely do something amazing for you. So guys, don't let your circumstances downsize your prayer. Don't let other people's opinions downsize your prayer. Pray big, bold prayers. Now, not everything you pray about is going to happen. If I pray for a Lamborghini in the next two months, I don't think it's going to come. But guys, if your prayer is connected to God's will and plan for your life, have faith. Have big faith and thank God ahead of time because it will happen. There's nothing wrong with praying small prayers but sometimes I imagine in my head that when we only pray small and safe prayers, God's like, is that it? Is that all you're asking for? So ask God for big things. Even if it's scary, God is not intimidated by anything. He's not intimidated by your prayers. Anyways, guys, in today's episode, we are going to be talking about being a witness for Christ, being a witness for Jesus. This is actually the message I shared on the first episode of this podcast, back when this podcast was called the Rum Life Podcast. And I think why I called it the Rum Life Podcast just was because my name's Rumbi, obviously, and I wanted to share the lessons I learned in my Christian life. So, you know, combine the two together, the Rum Life Podcast. 
But thank goodness the name changed and I eventually archived this episode because I didn't like it. But here we are today, ready to get into the Word of God and I'm going to share this message with you. Our key verse is going to be Acts chapter 10 verses 39 to 40. But before we get into these verses, I want to give you guys a quick rundown of what happened in Acts chapter 10. So, we have two main characters breaking this down into bite-sized pieces, two main characters, Peter and Cornelius. One day, Cornelius had a vision where he saw an angel who told him to send men to go find Simon Peter and Joppa and bring Peter to him. So, Cornelius sent men to go look for Peter. After this, Peter went onto the roof to pray. He got hungry and fell into a trance where he had a vision. God told Peter to get up and kill and eat certain animals. And guys, at first, Peter did not want to do this because to eat those animals was considered impure and unclean. But God told him that what he has cleansed is no longer considered unclean. So as Peter is thinking about this vision, the Spirit told him that there were men looking for him and he should not hesitate to go with them. Now guys, Peter was a Jew and Cornelius was a Gentile. Jews and Gentiles did not get along at all. The Jews viewed the Gentiles as unclean and being associated with a Gentile was a social no-no. But Peter was like, hey, I don't care what people think. I don't care what society thinks. God told me to do this, so I'm going to do this. I think we all need to have the same mentality as Peter here. So I want to read to you guys a bit of what Peter said to Cornelius when he first met him. And this is Acts chapter 10 verses 28 to 29. And it says, he said to them, You are well aware that it is against our law for a Jew to be associated with or visit a Gentile. But God has shown me that I should not call anyone impure or unclean. So when I was sent for, I came without raising any objections. May I ask you why you sent for me? So after Cornelius explains to Peter why he called him, Peter begins to share the message of the gospel with Cornelius and those who were with him. And in those moments, the Spirit came on all those who heard the message. And so because Peter obeyed God and preached the gospel to a Gentile Cornelius, the gospel spread to all those who weren't only Jews. You see guys, we need to understand that the Jews only shared the gospel with those who were Jews. But because Peter broke the barrier in the church and because he decided to do what wasn't socially accepted and preach the gospel not only to one group of people but to everyone because the Bible tells us to go make disciples of all nations not just one nation. And because he obeyed God, the gospel spread to all those who weren't only Jews. So now we can see what sharing the gospel to other people can actually do and the impact it has. Now I want to read to you guys Acts chapter 10 verses 39 to 42. We are witnesses. Guys, I love this so much. 
We are witnesses of everything he did in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They killed him by hanging him on a cross. But God raised him from the dead on the third day and caused him to be seen. He was not seen by all the people, but by witnesses whom God had already chosen. By us, who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. If you're not paying attention to anything I'm saying, pay attention to this last verse. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one who God anointed as judge of the living and the dead. I'm going to read that again. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one whom God anointed as judge of the living and the dead. So, what is a witness? According to the dictionary, yes, I did my research, a witness is a person who sees an event, typically a crime or an accident take place. Now, if we look at a witness, generally in a court setting, what the witness does is testify what they have heard and seen. We as God's children, we are witnesses. We are witnesses of the gospel. Now, as witnesses, we have seen that God is good. We have seen him move in our lives. We have witnessed his unfailing love. Now, as witnesses, we need to do what witnesses do best. Testify the truth. We need to proclaim the testimony of Jesus. We need to proclaim the good news of the gospel. You see, guys, God's love doesn't stop at us. The gospel doesn't stop at us. It's our job to spread his love and share the truth of his word around the world. Now the devil, he wants us to be silent. He wants us to be ashamed of the gospel. He wants us to stop speaking about it. He wants to shut us up. Because think about it. If we don't share the gospel, who will? If we don't spread God's love, who will? If we don't go and make more disciples, who will? If we do not build God's kingdom here on earth, who will? Matthew 28 verses 18 to 20 says, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations. Again, not just one nation, not just one group of people, not just the people you like, everyone. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them everything I have commanded you. And surely, I am with you always to the very end of age. The last thing Jesus said to his disciples was to go and preach the gospel to everyone. And just as he told his disciples to do this back then, he is saying the same thing to us today. You know guys, I used to read this verse so many times and be like, cool, God is speaking to them because they're missionaries and that's what they do. Or I wouldn't necessarily say that, but my actions would show it when I didn't obey this verse or didn't necessarily take it seriously. But guys, in this verse, Jesus is telling each and every one of us to go and make disciples and spread the gospel. 
Now, our job is to spread the gospel, not to change people's hearts. We can't change people's hearts. God changes people's hearts. Now, let's not lie. Spreading the gospel is not easy. It can be super intimidating and scary. I think one of the reasons many Christians today do not talk about Jesus with others or, you know, only talk about Jesus when they're with their church friends or with their church community is because of fear. Fear of being judged and not liked by others. Fear of losing friends and family members. Fear of people thinking you're weird for believing this kind of stuff. You know, in the day and age that we live in today, preaching the gospel can get you cancelled by society. It can make you lose friends. It can make you an outcast and not fit in, which, you know, isn't such a bad thing because God did set us apart. Amen to that. Now, let's be serious. When you spread the gospel, there are going to be people who were rejected. There are going to be people who are going to reject you and the message of Jesus that you're trying to share over and over and over again, which is super sad. There are going to be people that will not like you. The Bible says that Christians will be prosecuted. And so it can be scary. And for me, one thing I had to ask myself is, Rimby, who are you going to stand before and give an account for your life? I think we need to learn to stop being so short-minded. I hope this makes sense. Yes, we need to learn to live in the present moment, but we also need to learn to live with eternity in mind. Are we going to stand before God or are we going to stand before people? Are we trying to please God and obey God? Or are we trying to please people and be accepted by society? You see guys, we can't do both. It's either you please God, you obey God, or you please people. And if you find yourself in the middle, you're most likely going to upset both sides. I love this verse in Matthew 10 verse 28 and it says, Do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. When God tells us to preach the gospel, are we going to be afraid of other people's opinions? Because honestly, guys, their opinions are just that. Opinions. Are we going to let the fear of being judged by others stop us from obeying God? The answer is no. I also remind myself that God is with me. The Bible says in Deuteronomy 31 verse 6, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God, the Lord your God, make it personal, your God goes before you, goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. The same God who again created the universe and everything good and perfect in it is the same God that loves you. The same God who will never leave you. Yes, people may reject you. Yes, people may leave you. But God has this unconditional love for his people. And even though we do not see God, believe in your heart that he is with you. 
Because when you know that the King of Kings, Lord of Lords, Alpha and Omega, Jaira is by your side, not only is he by your side, he goes before you. You start to walk different, talk different, and your perception of the situation just changes. The Bible says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So this kind of fear that you are experiencing is not from God. God doesn't want you to have fear in your heart. He wants you to experience his power, his love, and his peace. So pray. The first thing you do is pray and ask God to help you. Ask God to empower you when you share the gospel. Ask him to help you show love to others when you share the gospel. Ask him for his peace that transcends all understanding to guard your heart and mind when you face rejection. Because guys, rejection is going to happen. But don't let that rejection stop you from preaching the gospel and obeying God. As we learn from the story of Peter and Cornelius, you don't know what sharing the gospel can do for someone. Not only does it just transform their lives, but it changes their eternity. So guys, I just really wanted to encourage you to share the gospel with those around you. Not just those around you, but with everyone. And I wanted to leave you with a challenge. So I challenge you to every day tell one person that Jesus loves him. I got this challenge from my sister because she was telling everyone that Jesus loves him. And I was like, okay, Rambi, if she can do it, you can surely do it. And if I can do it, we can all surely do it. So to complete my challenge for today, I'm going to tell you guys. I hope you have an amazing week with God. I pray that the Lord blesses you and your families abundantly. Remember and never forget, Jesus loves you. Peace.